Extra, extra, you could read all about it But let my boy PL tell you about it Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point Another into- Welcome, welcome, welcome To a brand new live edition of the Extra Point Show Your host, Mr. PL Coulter Coming to you as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1 That's AM to PM Getting you to and through your lunch break on a beautiful, beautiful Friday morning here in Arlington, Texas. Here at Globe Life Park, home of Fishbowl Radio Network. Make sure you log on to FBRN.us and keep it locked here for the remainder of the day. Got great programming coming on throughout the day. And your boys in the T batting leadoff. Pleasure to be with you today. Hope you're having a great day. I missed you. Been been counting down the days to get back on the microphone and talk some sports with you. Now, I'm in a great mood today. In a fantastic mood today. Uh, and I'm just going to give you all this little disclaimer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little extra, extra happy today because it's a special day for your boy. On this very day, 45 years ago in a small hospital in North Nashville, Tennessee. Miss Angela Phyllis Coulter gave birth to your boy. (laughs) A Friday birthday in 2020 when there's no humidity and not a cloud in the sky here in uh, Dallas. (laughs) Turn it up one time, DJ. Now, I should warn you, ladies and gentlemen, I've been in my birthday bag, and I know it's 11 o'clock, so make sure you take everything I say today with a grain of salt. We have a jam-packed show for you today. I want to get into some um, NBA playoff action, of course. Um, We're going to talk some college. We're going to talk some pro. Um, Now, it is my birthday, but I promise you this is not going to be a two-hour uh, montage of, of my greatest hits in life. I'm not going to do that. We're going to get all in everybody else's business like we always do. <laughs> We're going to get in everybody else's business. So check this out. I had wanted to do a lighthearted show, a light show, you know, be happy, go lucky, jolly, jolly, jolly. But I will be doggone if one Mr. Michigan Mike Michael Hasso shouts out to the Dream Team. If he did not send me some foolishness that happened on Monday because he knew I would be caught up in NBA basketball and probably it would fly under my radar, he sent me something I want to share with you all because I have to start off today as much as I don't want to with not just one, not just two, but three SYAD award recipients. Three! We're going to start off the show with a SYAD segment. It was not my intention. These things just fall in my lap, and I just have to call it the way that I see it. That's just all I'm doing. Now, shouts out to Michigan Mike for sending me this. The the first recipient, and for those who are new to the show, welcome. The SYAD award just simply means sit your ass down. You're doing too much. 
in a nutshell. Here we go. Now, as much as it pains me to start so close to home, and I mean that figuratively and literally, I got to start across the street with the Texas Rangers. Michigan Mike sent me something, and I was appalled <laughs> and humored at the same time. Now, apparently on Monday, Texas Rangers pitcher Ian Jabolt, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, threw a pitch at San Diego Padres uh, player Manny Machado after Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. grand slammed on Monday night. Now, the reason why the, the pitcher threw at the guy, because they were upset that Mr. Tatis Jr., had hit a, a a grand slam home run, up seven in the eighth inning, <laughs> rubbing it in, rubbing it in. And for the non baseball fans uh, out there, or the casual baseball fans, there's this quote unquote unwritten rule um, where you just don't do that. Now, if, if there were three balls and no strikes, so the pitching uh, guy, the hitting guy at third base, was basically telling him to just just watch this one come in. So they can just, I guess, maybe take the easy walk, take the, the manufactured run since the bases were loaded. Nah. Mr. Tati said, nah, my mama watching. This is right down the pack. Boom. <laughs> Smack that puppy out the park. Um, so they get mad and they throw at him. You know what, Texas? First of all, the only thing worse than losing is being a sore loser. You're already getting your, your butts whooped. Now you want to go throw at the pitcher, I mean at the hitter behind him, when you didn't even throw at him because you can't manage, uh, manage to find the strike zone. You get three balls. He is in all kinds of <laughs> favorable positionings there. And, yes, I guess technically the old school way to do it is to just keep taking a couple of more pitches and hopefully he just walk you and, and, and you manufacture one run. But, damn, my mama watch. I'm finna smack this mug to the moon. What are you talking about, a grand slam? You got three balls on me and no strikes. You got to throw it down the pike. <laughs> he was licking his chops. Texas, y'all sound petty and weak. I, I had to go back on, on Twitter and follow some of the, the fans' comments behind it. Don't, don't do that. I was shamed. I'm going to have to, 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 to retire my Rangers hat for the, for the casino tonight. I can't wear it now because y'all done shamed me with this. Get the pitcher, I mean, get the batter out. It's not that difficult. And you know what? The baseball gods have frowned upon thee. Because the Rangers had won seven of their last eight going into that, that atrocity on Monday. And ain't won a game since all week. <laughs> like 0-5. And then the next game, uh, your boy stole a base up, up a few runs. Texas, and baseball in general, this is a stupid rule. Let me just say this. It's absolutely horrible, horrific. It is an unwritten rule because if you wrote it down, you see how stupid it was and you throw it in the trash. Come on now. If I'm the coach of a team and we putting them paws on you and I put my back up saying I'm going to expect them to execute at a high level. They may be one injury away from having to play for real, for real. Now, if your team let go of the rope, that's on you and your team, bruh. Because that score about to get ugly. <laughs> that score might get ugly if your team let go of the rope on me. We, we, we coming for the jugular. <laughs> and, if I'm a, and if I'm a backup and I'm getting in a game, or, or, or if I'm Mr. Tati, Coach, I can't turn down no, no 3-0 fastball right down the middle. What, what you think this is? 
We ain't playing but 60 games. Can I get my numbers? Texas, you got a professional pitcher on that mound. Get him out. Jeez. So not only did have y'all not won a game since because of that bad karma, the, the pitcher has been suspended three games. Y'all just really need to just sit y'all ass down. Y'all really do. Looks like we got a phone call here. Bear with me one moment. Let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling the extra point. This is PL. Who is this? Caller, you on the line? Caller, you are live on the air. Until you weren't. <laughs> Give me a call back, caller. All right, thank you all for checking in. Um, and the number to call in today, by the way, is 214-717-4678. Now, moving on to my second recipient. Now, it was, what, was, what is it, a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, we, we learned that Mike Tyson was going to have an exhibition fight at 54 years old against 51-year-old uh, Roy Jones Jr. We were fine with that. But then I saw something that made me do the double eyeball emoji at the screen. One Oscar De La Hoya says he's ending his retirement to resume a boxing career. Now, this is according to Steve Kim of ESPN. This was two days ago. Now, Oscar De La Hoya told ESPN on Wednesday that he will return to the ring at the age of 47. And that's 12 years after his last fight. He says, the rumors are true, I'm quoting him, and I'm going to start sparring, uh, sparring in the next few weeks. Um, now, I didn't have a problem with that per se, but, but I'm a nerd. I love to read, so I had to read on. And what I, when I read on, um, red lights just started flashing all, <laughs> all around my eyeballs. He says... Um, that he will not be engaging in an exhibition fight like his fellow retired champion Mike Tyson. It's a real fight, he said. I miss uh, being in the ring. I love boxing. Boxing is what gave me everything I have today, and I just miss it. Uh, Oscar? Golden boy. <laughs> Golden Oscar. <laughs> Bruh, I'm going to need you to fall back at SYAD. I'm going to need you to sit down right over there. <laughs> Oscar, what are you doing? Don't. No. Don't do this. Now, I'm trying not to be petty because this is a day of celebration. But the last time I saw you in the ring 12 years ago, you had pulled a no mas. You had refused to come off that stool in the, after the eighth uh, <laughs> round because Manny Pacquiao was putting them thunder whoops on you, man. It was... <laughs> That was 12 years ago, bro. <laughs> you quit that match. And, and and look, I'm all for the exhibition thing. I'm all for him continuing to do his dream. He he's, uh, was a great fighter. I followed him coming up the ranks when boxing was very, very popular. I'm a huge fan of his. I, I, he got my pay-per-view money as well as one of the most um, sought-after prize fighters of his generation. I get that. Also, um, he went on to have a successful promotional career with Golden Boy Prom uh, Promotions. But, bruh, what you said at the end of this at this article makes me think that you're back on the on the on the snout. He says <laughs> um, that he's um, wanting to fight one of the top fighters out of the gate. He's not looking for a tune-up fight or, or 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 one of that. He's like, no, nah, give me one of the top fighters. Man, they're gonna beat your ass. <laughs> don't, don't do it. 
Don't do it, bro. Don't do it, Oscar. I'm going to need you to S-Y-A-D right over in that rocking chair. Now, by the grace of the good man above, you were able to, to box in the ring all those years and, and overcome uh, 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 drug and alcohol abuse to the highest level and still come away with your faculties? Bruh. Why in the world would you get back in the ring and risk all of that? Because you're going to get lumped up. Somebody's going to knock you out. These young boys ain't playing with you. They trying to win a title. Uh, pray for him. Um, and, and moving on to my third. And, and this one really isn't even for me, per se. This is just how life can tell us all to S-Y-A-D. <laughs> Life will tell us all you're expendable And there was no greater example of that Than Gerald McCoy this week Who had signed a three year deal With the Dallas Cowboys in the offseason Just a few short months ago He injured his quad And is going to be missing the whole season uh, For the Cowboys this year Jerry and Stephen Jones cut him <laughs> While the man was in the operating room So what is going on? We get word out on, on, on the, the national news outlets that he's in surgery to, to recover, uh, I mean, to, to repair his quad. And this about 10 minutes later, uh, ESPN and, and all the major outlets are announcing that he was cut. Damn. <laughs> now, I get it. When you look deeper into it, I mean, Jerry Jones was shrewd about his business. They did have a clause in McCoy's contract that allowed them to get out of the contract if he did suffer uh, a debilitating injury to that specific area of his body, his quad. So I'm assuming that that was something that they were concerned with, with uh, prior to him signing. But damn, you're saving $5 million for next year. I get that. But could you let the man's family come pick him up and take him back to the house first before you tell a man he's cut? <laughs> damn. <laughs> See, that's why I'm pro player. Get your money. That's why I don't mind these kids saying I ain't playing without a waiver. That's why I don't mind uh, Dak Prescott saying, nope, I'm doing this on my terms. I ain't doing it on your terms. Because those contracts ain't as good as the paper that they drawn on. That man <laughs> thought he was going to be in Dallas for the next three years. He was out after three practices. Cut. We're going to holler at you. You can heal up over there, but you can't heal up over here. <laughs> It's a cold world. Damn. So players out there, you take note of that. When you out here negotiating for your next contracts, they don't give a damn. <laughs> Cut them. <laughs> Again, we got a jam-packed show today. And um, coming up, did you know that the NFL regular season is now less than three weeks away? Less than three weeks. We're that close to the start of regular season football, and this looks like this is happening for real. Like, for real, for real. I mean, the COVID numbers have been very, very, very low uh, in, in comparison to baseball, the other uh, sport, excuse me, that's operating without a bubble. Well, we haven't seen any training camps get stopped. Um, they're starting to put on the pads. They're starting to install their offenses and defenses. I mean, there's no preseason, but it looks like they're gearing up to get ready to go on September the 10th, and I'm here for that. And so with that being said, we're going to continue our series 
of PL's five burning questions. Now, we started out a couple of weeks ago on the north side of things. This week, we hit the west coast. We're going to talk about the AFC West and the NFC West. I got five burning questions for each division. And we'll get started with the AFC West. After we shout out the West Coast one time, we'll throw back Tupac and Dre. It's the extra point.
coast. To the Extra Point Show, the birthday boy edition. Glad to have you with me today. Shouts out to T-Sizzle checking in all the way from the Dominican. Still represent. Shouts out to her go blue. Um, So we're going to pick up our PL's 5 Burning Question series. We already went through the AFC and NFC North. Now we're going to hit the West Coast. And uh, this segment, we're going to talk about the AFC West. We'll start in the AFC. And my five burning questions for that division. Question number one. As a matter of fact, um, I need to um, applaud the NFL. (laughs) I need to applaud the NFL for... I don't know. It's like they took a little bit of the NBA and then they took a little bit uh, of, um, you know, of their own expertise in putting this thing together to make sure that they had a season for going to preseason, um, trying to keep their players in as much of a bubble like atmosphere as possible, collectively bargaining how they would handle COVID and things of that nature. Um, I think that they did a magnificent job with that. And, um, I am really looking forward to the season. Fantasy football players out there, just curious. Where y'all at? Are y'all still doing a season? <laughs> where the league invites at? <laughs> where the league invites at? I mean, um, I'm just wondering. All right, so we'll start uh, in the AFC. And my question number one is, will the Chargers, will they, will they be better or worse post Philip Rivers this year. Will the LA Chargers be better or worse in their first season in God knows how long <laughs> without Philip Rivers? Um, my question to that, um, and, and I mean this with all due respect to Philip Rivers, because I think that he's going to be a great addition in Indianapolis. Um, but I, I say yes. They went five and eleven last year, and not only did they just go five and eleven. There's an alarming stat um, associated with their five and eleven. Um, did you all realize that <laughs> their plus minus and points scored uh, versus points given up was just minus eight? Minus eight. Think about that. It was just minus. Eight <laughs> minus minus eight. So I mean, you score a touchdown less 
than your opponent's collective scores in an entire season, and the best you can come out of that is what five and eleven, a five-win season. When you see close uh, disparities like that, when you see the plus-minus like less than than uh, <laughs> a touchdown and a field goal, usually that team goes about eight and eight, nine and seven. You know, wins close games. You, that, that's what you associate with when you see uh, a point differential like that. They went five and eleven. You got to put that on the quarterback. You got to. You got to put that on the quarterback. And, and this is the reason why I say that that the Chargers will be will be better served to go way better than five and seven this year. It's because um, with Terod Taylor there, old Tyrod Terod as he likes to be called now. But old, but old Tyrod, um, he uh, <laughs> he may not be spectacular. We may already know what his ceiling is. He may have already peaked um, as a uh, you know as an athlete. But the man is steady as they go. He's right down the middle. He's eight and eight. He's the Jeff Fisher of quarterback play. Every now and then you might squeeze ten wins out of him, but you're never gonna go with three, four wins with him. He's just steady Eddie. He's going to run the offense. He's not going to take chances. They're going to be very conservative. He has weapons around him with the Chargers. I mean, Austin Eckler running back, he's he's like a um, Darren Sproles on steroids. He can do it all, run, pass. Uh, he's potent in the return game. Anybody who had Austin Eckler on his, uh, on his or her fantasy team last year, you reap the benefits of that. Eckler was the backup, and he was the reason why the Chargers told uh, Melvin Gordon, <laughs> you want a what? <laughs> a raise? <laughs> you can raise up out of here. <laughs> that Austin Eckler. You got two dynamic receivers in Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen, who I still think is a top 10 receiver in the league. You got uh, Hunter uh, Henry. At tight end, you've got pieces. You got Joey Bosa and the guys on defense. This team has pieces, and you could tell by that point differential that they were in a lot of games. Case in point, to finish my my thoughts on the Chargers, they played in Tennessee last year, outplayed the Titans pretty much for the most part. It was moving the ball up and down the field. It they just had bonehead mistakes just at the most inopportune times, including this one, the fatal one. They were first in goal. Now I need you to, to listen up to this. They were first in goal inside of Tennessee's one-yard line with a score to win the game. In the waning seconds of the game, like Tennessee didn't have any more timeouts, they were just stuck at the mercy of letting them run the clock down and punch it in and walk out of there with a win. They got stuffed on first down. They got stuffed on second down. On third down, Melvin Gordon fumbled the damn ball in Tennessee. Recovered. I can't make this up. You have a Tyrod Taylor there. He's just going to quarterback sneak it and get you on out of there with the win. He may not give you 400 yards passing, but he's steady Eddie as you go. And then you can bring Justin Herbert, the, the rookie first-round pick, along slowly. You have a new stadium. There's nobody in there this year, so there's no reason to throw that rookie out there. Just let Tyrod run the reins, uh, take the reins this year, and, and run the team. And you'll get 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight. So, yes, you'll do better than Phillip Rivers did last year. Question number two for the AFC West. When will Marcus Mariota replace Derek Carr in the lineup? <laughs> Not if. <laughs> when? 
When will, will, will and I'm gonna tell you an exact date, and I want y'all to remember that I told y'all this. I want you to put this down in your mental mental index and store this away for when this happens, because it's gonna be a big game, and I'm and you're gonna remember that you heard it right here first on the extra point. The 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 Las uh, Vegas Raiders now as, as they're now known will roll out Marcus Mariota in Week Six of this season. Let me explain to you why. Real simple math. But you know what? It's it's a birthday. It's a celebration. It's a party. I'm gonna need some some countdown music to 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 hit y'all off with this. DJ, where you at? All right. Let's get to this. So it's week six. All right. Your first five games. If you're the Raiders, you're at the Panthers versus the Saints. At the Patriots versus the Bills at the Chiefs. All right. At Panthers versus the Saints at the Patriots versus the Bills and at the Chiefs. All them playoff teams from last year. And the Panthers are were close to it. You're looking at a 1-4 start, if not 0-5. <laughs> now, let me tell you why this ties in to week six. Let me let me tell you why, why it ties in to week six. On week six, the the Las Vegas Raiders, led by head coach John Gruden, takes on his former team, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on Sunday Night Football. Now, you think John Gruden is going to take a, a hobbling, beat-up team to face his old team who fired him for being a sucky coach? You think he's going to take a sucky team in there and be the storyline of that Sunday night matchup all week? <laughs> Hell no. He is not. He is a shrewd, shrewd man, and I wouldn't either. I'm like, look here, Marcus. You starting, it's going to be all the talk all week. And so get on out there and run some plays. Get the heat off a of, off of brother. Plus, at that time, you waving the white flag anyway. So it, it's more about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in prime time. You do not. <laughs> I repeat, you do not. If you are uh, John Gruden, take a 1-4, and 0-5 Ra- uh, Raiders team into Tampa Bay for a Sunday night game against the team you won a Super Bowl with, and then they turned around and fired you for being sucky. You can't go in there with no sucky team. <laughs> They're going to tear you up. <laughs> I ain't going to tear you up. So you might as well throw Mariota on out there and, and let him get to talk because nothing takes away um, a, a coach's ills like a quarterback change. So it'll be week six. You heard it here first. Number three, has Denver finally found a replacement for Peyton Manning? I know that I don't know is not a good answer, but I don't know if Drew Locke is, is going to be the guy. But what I do know is if he is, if they hit on this quarterback, oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Denver's going to be a problem. Denver's going to be a problem if Drew Locke is really the real deal. Let me, uh, uh, Denver was 7-9 and nine last year with atrocious uh, weapons on the outside. Uh, absolutely atrocious. They were averaging 17 points a game and under 200 yards passing. How do you average under 200 yards passing in today's NFL? I just, I, how, how do you do that? But see, now 
you know, old John Elway ain't playing around. He's giving these guys um, some weapons. Now, you had a 1,000-yard receiver last year in Phillip Lindsey. He'll be paired this year with Malcolm, uh, I mean, with Melvin Gordon, who I just talked about, who just exited from the Chargers. You had an 1,100-yard receiver in Cortland Sutton who's who's showing the, the, the capability to be a breakout star. You draft one of the best receivers in college uh, football last year, Jared Judy, and you have one of the best up-and-coming young tight ends in Noah Fant. Oh, okay. You've already got Von Davis in that defense playing well enough for you to at least squeak out seven um, wins, averaging 17 points a game. So if Drew Locke is the person that can pull the trigger and get those newly acquired weapons the ball, with you'll finally get to play with a lead and you can unleash Von in them? Denver going to be a problem. Now, I said a while back on the Project Takeover podcast this summer that I already had the Titans going in there and losing on Monday night. I have not changed my mind on that yet. I just think that's a trap game. And, by the way, Denver just kicks our ass every time we go to Maha Stadium. That's just what it is. Question number four. Will Kansas City go undefeated this year? Will the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning defending uh World champions, will they go undefeated this year? Let me give you my answers. Yes and no. I believe, I predict, I surmise that the Kansas City Chiefs will indeed have an undefeated regular season. I do. I think they'll have an undefeated regular season. They'll go 16-0 and in the regular season now. There's going to be a lot of factors in play to decide whether or not I'm going to pick them to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the field. When it comes to that, but I mean, let's not <laughs> let's not make any mistake about it. I'm going out there on the ledge. I'm the first one to tell you Kansas City going undefeated in the regular season, and they're going to do it quite bored. While and, and we're going to be awed and, ama- and amazed, and 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 somebody may clip them up in the playoffs because that's a different monster in a losing your out format. Um, but I'm going to go with yes, <laughs> yes, yes, they will <laughs> go. Undefeated. Um, that was fun. So, how about when we come back, we hop on over to the NFC West, shall we? And we'll do that after a little throwback. Tony, 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 yes, and DJ Quick. It's the birthday edition of the extra point. Let's go. <laughs> you didn't think we could flip it on your ass, huh? Something for the dance floor. In a real way. It's going down like this forever. In a day. Ha. Now what you hear is not a drag. Cause Mr. DJ Quick got a brand new bag. But first I got a bang bang. A boogie for the boogie to the rhythm of the getaway streets. Check it out now. You trying to give me some eight ball, but no way. I'd rather have a mimosa with Chris Allen all day. Yeah, just a little something bubbly and tingly to have me walking around naked. But wait a sec. The function's on around midnight. What time is it? Are you inside? Available to come and play. Give me a clue so I don't have to look for you. Come on, let's get Let's get down, 
children at the nursery so you can slow on the anniversary. Feel me? I dip, dip, die. So don't be looking stupid when I unfasten your bra. You know you want to mac this because I come stronger than the IRS whenever you done got the link one on your taxes. To the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.L. Coulter, getting you to and through your lunch break as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1. That's a.m. to p.m. Kicking it on a beautiful day here at FBRN.us. Fishbowl Radio Network is where it's going down. Globe Life Park. That's how we do it. We're going to pick up where we left off with five P.L.'s five burning questions. I forgot to add, to add my number five. Question number five. My question number five was, who is my surprise team out of the AFC West this year? And I'm going to say Denver. Because I, I, if Drew Locke is who he says he's going to be, they're, they're a playoff team this year. Somebody who made the playoffs, <clears throat> Titans, listen up. As I deck myself out in brand new Titans garb today, thank you. Birthday, Angel. 
Um, yeah, Denver's going to be a problem. <laughs> they're going to be if, if Denver's offense can ever put themselves in a position like when Peyton Manning, where they play with a lead and can unleash that defense, they're going to be a problem. And if Drew Locke is the man this year that can at least be remotely capable of that, then yes, I have them as my surprise team. All right. Um, now, my five burning questions for the NFC North. Um, let's see here. We got a caller on the line. Caller, hello. You're on the extra point. Until they were not, we'll see what we can do about the phones for hour number two. We'll be jumping on Facebook Live in hour number two as well, so you can catch up with your boy there. Um, my my first question and my five burning questions for the NFC North: What would be considered a successful season for the Arizona Cardinals this year? Last year they won, went five, ten, and one. Um, they showed a little promise. I mean, first year head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, first year quarterback in Kyler Murray, number one overall pick and offensive rookie of the year, albeit uh, via snubbery. That uh, distinction should have belonged to AJ Brown, the wide receiver of the Tennessee Titans. His six game stretch to coincide along with Derrick Henry's six game stretch. Um, of 100-yard games was just something remarkable and to put Tennessee in a position to do what they did in the playoffs. I'm going to digress. Um, but I want to say 8-8. Eight and eight. <clears throat> I would consider 8-8 eight and eight a successful season for Arizona this year. No, I do, I do not believe that they are contenders because they have two big brothers in the NFC West that I think that's going to ultimately duel it out for a conference supremacy, but I think that they'll make strides, especially against their their interconference opponents. Now, Kyler Murray did well last year. He has probably arguably one of the best wide receiver trios in the NFL with um, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk, who's the speedster. They have a little bit of everything. You have the Hall of Fame tactician and Fitzgerald. You, uh, Kirk is the young speedster, the burner, the one that can uh, take the top off a of defense, stretch the field. And Hopkins does everything in between and, and, and plus. So um, I think they'll be great there. Somehow, some way, Arizona continues to plug and play at the running back position. Whoever they put in there, whether it was Chris Johnson and he got hurt and it was Ellington, he got hurt. They put in a kid last year, his first game, he ran for almost 200 yards and three touchdowns. So I'm confident in that offense, whoever's lined up, um, behind uh, Murray at the running back position will be serviceable. And I think Kyler Murray will continue to take that next step. Um, people question his, uh, his, his size. I don't think that was an issue last year. He had zip on the ball. He was durable. He didn't miss a lot of games. He wasn't, um, he was mobile, but he wasn't reckless with his running to, to uh, kind of like RG three was in his rookie season. So I think that they have the pieces in place to be competitive. They just we just need to temper our expectations because of how far they've had to come in just two years. The fact that it's only the second year with Kingsbury and Murray, uh, they've added a lot of pieces. But DeAndre Hopkins, he hasn't made Houston a Super Bowl uh, champion yet. So let's let's put the the pump the brakes a little bit on Arizona's expectations. Just get to five hundred. I'll be happy with that. Question number two: Have the Rams missed their window? Yes. Yes, they have. They've missed their window. And I believe you're being punished by the football gods. 
because if you hold the New England Patriots to 13 points in the Super Bowl with an offense that was averaging 32 points a game that season and you do not win that Super Bowl, you're destined for <laughs> to be cursed. You're just asking to be cursed. <laughs> what was that? They scored 13 points and beat you in a Super Bowl. <laughs> 13 points. So, no. And here's the reason why. And not just because of, of some nebulous football god that's, um, you know, throwing bad karma on them. I think it's because that they mortgaged the future for that particular uh, moment. And they didn't maximize that moment. They gave up all kind of uh, trade pieces to move players and, and to bring in um, – uh, the Cashville kid uh, from Jacksonville uh, brought him in. The cornerback going to have to pay him big money. You're already paying Aaron Donald big money. You already uh, had to cut ways with a, uh, a horrendous contract that you gave Todd Gurley that, you know, you still owed him some money on that. And, and Jared Goff has a horrendous contract based on the way he regressed last year. He's going to be counting $30, $40 million towards the cap. You're paying Aaron Donald $20 million a year. You already know you're going to have to pay that cornerback. You give up two first-round picks for him, you're going to have to pay that man quite a, a, a pretty penny. Then how do you continue to, to build pieces and bring in free agents to fill holes to stay competitive in a Super Bowl window when you don't have draft picks and you're running out of, of, out of capital? That's a recipe for disaster. So unless uh, Sean McVay's team, uh, you know, evades the injury bug and stays relatively healthy throughout the entire season. I don't see, I see them fighting for the cellar dweller in the NFC West as it may be. I like Arizona a little bit better at this point. Um, number three, have the Seahawks missed their window? It, it, it's been a long day. It's been a mini moon since those um, Legion of Boom days. Have they missed that window? And my answer to that is an unequivocal hell no. Hell no. Not as long as you got Sierra's husband up on the center, Mr. Russell Wilson. As long as he's on the center and uh, and Pete Carroll is there, then I think you're going to be okay. He will drag a bad offensive line kicking and screaming into the divisional round just about every year. And now you have a DK Metcalf who's entering his second season. It looks like there's lofty expectations for him. Uh, you'll get your running backs back healthy. They were depleted and devastated at the running back position last year. They lost Rashad Penny. They lost uh, Casey for a long time. They had to bring back beast mode. <laughs> they were so thin at running back for the playoffs. So, like, uh, they get they get their, their pieces back healthy and plus the addition of Jamal Adams that they acquired via trade a few weeks ago. That, that gives you that swagger, that ball hawker, that young, intimidating force that fits the Seattle mode. It's a perfect fit. For his, um, for the way that he carries himself, a perfect fit. So no, as a matter of fact, their window is wide open, <coughs> wide open, and um, I'll explain why when we get to our fifth question. But number four, will San Francisco avoid the Super Bowl loser curse? Now y'all know when teams lose the Super Bowl, usually they start going in the tank right after that. <laughs> it's like you better go get it and get it now. <laughs> <laughs> you better get it now. <laughs> I say, um, no, they, they won't fall victim to that curse. That team is built too solidly on both sides of the ball in the trenches. 
and and that's what will will, will carry the day for them. On the defensive line and the offensive line, they are stout. They have a, a terrific running game. It's the Shanahan's. You can put me back there, and I might get you about 615 yards rushing. I might. <laughs> I'll be sliding down like I'm in baseball before I get hit. But <laughs> you ain't no quarterback yet, but I'm sliding. But, no, they, they have an excellent scheme. I love the, the synergy between Shanahan and uh, general manager John Lynch. They seem to be on the same page. Uh, they they seem to always bring in tough minded, tough nosed, hard hard fighting individuals. I think that Nick Bosa is going to is one of the best players in the entire NFL. He's going to uh, continue to take his his team to the next level. I, I just like what they're doing. Yeah, they lost a wide receiver, and I'm not that sold on Garoppolo, but they have plenty of enough in the tank to punch you in the mouth on both sides of the ball to not falter out of playoff position. So no, I don't think that they will be bit by that curse. And, and question number five. Who wins the uh, the division? Mm. Now, for my throwback uh, fans there, you're going to love to see Seattle and San Francisco duking it out again this year, and it means something. Um, I think Seattle gets their revenge this year. They came up like a hair short. They were stopped at the goal line, I believe, on the last um, drive of the, of the regular season that caused them not to have home field advantage from San Francisco to have it uh, in the division. So I think... Uh, Seattle gets the the revenge this year. Um, I see uh, Seattle really making a Super Bowl run. I have them as my Super Bowl favorite as we speak. Now that could change, obviously, um, as new information comes in. So can my opinion about said information. So, but right now I have Seattle winning winning the division and uh, and being my odds on favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, <clears throat> we have a jam packed hour number two coming up. I'm going to get into um, the ongoing saga that is the Big Ten and their football season or not season. And, of course, we're going to talk some LeBron James, but I'm getting on, on Facebook Live in hour number two because my phone was very, very chirpy on Monday night when the Lakers lost. to I'm sorry, Tuesday night when the Lakers lost to Portland. But it was eerily quiet last night. We'll discuss why in hour number two. Plus, I'm going to be telling someone to shut the hell up. It's the extra point. We're going to go pay some bills. I'll see you at the top of the hour. You ready, man? Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time. For us to. Ah! Yeah. yeah. What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs all up in the headrest. Try and live it up. Rock, jewel, bigger truck. Peace all glittered up. Stick a kid looking uh-huh. what? Jig with a cut, slip crisp, spit it up. Rock, get your nut till I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get a slam boom. I done hit everything from Cancun to Grand Tune. Why you stand on the wall, hand on your p- Lighting up drugs, always fighting in the club. I'm the reason they made the dress code. They figure out what and why when I'm in my fresh clothes. Dresses, I suppose, from my neck to my toes. Neck full of gold, but in my rolls. Rec shows, collect those, extra old. By the E, get a key to the Lex to hold. East, West, every state, come on, bury the hate. Millions, the only thing we in the heavy to make. Whether from the X friend, intellects, or bins. Let's begin, bring this BS to an end. Come on. Understand we be Rod Kiki Shipping DP to the TV Look 3D uh-huh. Little kids see me Way out in DC With a Z3 Chrome BBs They wanna be me 
talking, they ought to quit. Unfortunate, they don't see a fourth what I get. And those be the same ones walking while with. Just started seeing cars cause they auction it. So while you daydream, mama say they gleam. And I deal with the pose and Maybelline. One time you had it all. I ain't mad at y'all, now give me the catalog. I show you how daddy ball. Six cars and power to five big stars. Sit up CEO style, smoking on cigars. It's like y'all be talking funny. I don't understand language of people with short money. Come on now. The ladies, do puff drive Mercedes, take hits from the 80s, but do it sound so crazy? With me personally, it's nothing personal. I do a work for me, you do a work for you. And I dress with what I was blessed with. Never been arrested for nothing domestic. And I chill the way you met me. With a jet ski, a tattoo, a SC. Smoke my Nestle. No mad rap, ass cat, where my check be. Problem with y'all, I said directly. Went from hard to sweet. Start to eat. From no law, this shows to Menage Sweet. Now I be the cat that be hard to meet. Get from girls that used to hardly speak. Come on. Yeah. Boy, you make me feel so good. Uh-huh. You know you make me feel so good. You know you boy. make me feel so good. That's what we do. Bad, 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 bad boy. I wouldn't change you if I could. Uh-uh. I wouldn't change you if I could. Come on. I wouldn't change you if I could. Let's go. Bad, 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 bad yeah. boy. You make me feel so good. Uh-huh. You know you make me feel so good. You know you make me feel so good. Come on. Hey, this is Dominic Lawson of The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. Our goal is to bring you fantastic business advice from the best business minds from around the world. Business minds like Mark Randolph, the co-founder and first CEO of Netflix, and many others. We do this to serve the number one contributor to the American economy, the entrepreneur. So if you are ready to be about that life, be about The Startup Life, Fridays at 12 p.m. here on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. On September 11, 2001, nearly 3,000 Americans lost their lives including hundreds of first responders who stepped up when our country needed them the most. We're seeing that same bravery from our frontline workers who risked their lives battling an invisible enemy. The sense of unity displayed in the days following 9-11 and during our current crisis exemplifies the strength of our national character and inspires us to honor the legacy of those lost as well as those who still lead the charge. 
Hello, we are It's About the Kids Incorporated. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that operates out of Dallas, Texas. Our mission is to focus on the kids of today who will become the youth of tomorrow and the adult of the future. Today, tomorrow, the future. Empowering the community one family at a time. You can reach us at all social media platforms at It's About the Kids or online at www.itsaboutthekids.org. Where we mentor a child, save a life. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund.
extra, extra, you could read all about it. But let my boy PL tell you about it. Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point. Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our number two of the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. PL Coulter, coming to you as I do each and every Friday from 11 to 1. That's a.m. to p.m. Getting you to and through your lunch break on a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Arlington, Texas. Chilling here at Globe Life Park Studio C, home of Fishbowl Radio Network. Make sure you log on and join in today. Come join the party. It's my birthday. Hey! All right. Now, we got a lot to get to in our number two. I'm going to give the LeBron fans and foes a chance to, to come on in here so uh, y'all can, can face the firing squad because my phone was a little light last night. What's up with that? Phone was a little light last night. That's all I'm saying. My phone was a little light. All right. Um, got a jam-packed hour number two on the way and i want to start off hour number two um with some college football and the ongoing saga that is the big 10 season will it play will they not play what's going on where's the transparency what's good um we're going to get into that because there have been some new developments since the last time i was on here talking with you now, since last Friday, um, Justin Fields, Hosman front runner, um, could be, would be, should have been uh, quarterback for a national title contending Ohio State Buckeye team this year. He's at a distraught place because last week the Big Ten announced that they would not have fall football and look to postpone the games until the spring. Now, I still have my my <laughs> concerns about that, but 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 I'll digress there. The matter at hand is Justin Fields. Last Saturday, I believe it was last weekend, Saturday or Sunday, he started a petition signed by one Michigan Mike who forwarded it to me. I went ahead and signed it to a petition to play ball in the Big Ten. There's been um, numerous rumblings from parents of Big Ten student athletes as well as the players themselves looking for some transparency from the Big Ten as to why they cannot play this season, especially given the fact that the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC is going to proceed with football. At least that's the plan for now. The SEC just released their schedule earlier this week, and they, they're showing no signs of, of slowing down um, their momentum to start their season on September the 26th. That's when the SEC um, season starts. Um, but no, Justin Fields um, is getting a groundswell of support to have football played in the Big Ten. I believe at this point it's over 400,000 signatures. Um, there were going to be like uh, protests outside the Big Ten <laughs> headquarters. Parents are writing letters and, and, and all of that. And I do know where you stand on that, Tasha. And we're going to get to that here in just a second. But um, Justin Fields... <laughs> <laughs> I, I love your moxie. Um, I love the fact that, that, that you're fighting um, for it, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen, bruh. 
And I'm not just saying that because I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's going to happen because Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has finally come out of hiding and doubled down on his original plans to scrap fall sports, including college football. Now, uh, according to an article by Heather Dinich, she's one of the senior NCAA writers for college football at, at the network. She says that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren on Wednesday released an open letter to the conference community stating that the vote by the Big Ten Council of Presidents was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. And will not be revisited. <laughs> all you parents, I see all you parents in the Facebook Live when y'all say, now if I got to tell you one more time, you ask me one more time. <laughs> okay, I've had to go parent on him. Um, so in his in his direct quote, which I want to break down because this is kind of misleading, I want to go ahead and and get all of the fluff out of this so we can get to the heart of the matter. Now, in his quote, he says, the decision to not play was thorough and deliberative and based on sound feedback, guidance, and advice from medical ex experts. He goes on to say, and I quote, despite the decision to postpone fall sports, we continue our work to find a path forward that creates a healthy and safe environment for all Big Ten student athletes to compete um, in, a, in a manner that helps to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and protects both student athletes and the surrounding communities. You want me to translate that for y'all real quick into simplest terms? What he's really saying is... Um, in a manner that helps to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and protects both the student athletes and ourselves. Tell the truth and shame the devil, Commissioner Warren. <laughs> and ourselves. I told y'all last week that no matter what the, the, the players did with an about face, that the Big Ten was not going to, to uh, go back on their decision to not play ball because it's less COVID-related and all lega uh, legality-related. They the the players coalition that that approached the Big Ten prior to the release of the Big Ten schedule said specifically in their list of demands that they did not want to sign and would not sign a liability form um, releasing the school of accountability should they have some complications to COVID. And that's where we are today, ladies and gentlemen, with the 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 players, the student athletes and the Big Ten. Now, whether they were bluffing whether that whether they were um, you know trying to do it at the last second to, to catch uh, Commissioner Warren and the presidents with their uh, pants down, they didn't take the bait. What they did was, and from a business standpoint, it's smart. It's prudent business. They said, no, we need to buy some time until we can figure out the legalities of what we're trying to do here. Um, you can't just just on a whim say, oh, okay, we're not going to have the players sign waivers. Also. Some of the, and 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 if you even even if you do allow uh, the players to opt in and opt out, it's too late now. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. The 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 demands have already been been set before, and we have that information in our hands. So even if Justin Fields and and some of the big name players from Michigan and Penn State and Minnesota, they all come up to the commissioner's office and say, "Hey, forget the waiver. We'll sign an opt out clause. We just want to play." That is still lingering out there for the pundits, the U's, the me's to say, well, wait a minute, what about the liability waiver? They're already exploiting these athletes. They're not getting paid. Now they're going to bend their will 
to not sign a liability waiver so they can make millions and millions of dollars uh, from network television. The optics is just horrible there. Horrible, horrible optics. You can't do that. Like So you, you can't put the cat back in the bag now, even if they wanted to reverse course and start the season, unless you could come up with a way to... Um, to properly ensure that you are not held liable, nor are the players. Maybe in in January, the um, the the COVID cases uh, may may plummet. Maybe in January, um, we we have better testing, more adequate testing. Maybe we have a system in place. Uh, and with each day that we're giving new information, we're able to do better. You know better, um, so you do better, right? It's not the the opposite way. So. Um, I think that they were smart in trying to buy some time because you don't want to get caught up in giving out those um, um, what's that guy's name? They, they got that 30 million, the 30 year contract from the uh, Mets Bobby Bonilla <laughs> you have a kid on your campus that at best would have been a 6 round pick made a, a, a few dozen thousand dollars maybe 20, 30, 40 thousand dollars in the league before he washed out in a year or two to now you paying him annually in a civil suit like he's Peyton Manning. Like, nah, if I'm the commissioner, I can't afford that. Now, one of the, the interesting things is, is that the commissioner himself has a son that plays in the SEC, that plays for Mississippi State. And Mississippi State is playing football. What say you about that, uh, Commissioner Warren? Commissioner Warren says basically, like any dad would, um, we're still having discussions about that in-house. <laughs> <laughs> We're still having discussions about that in-house. Basically, means they keep my family out your mouth. Mind your business. Mind your business. He don't need no waiver. I'm the. I worked for the Minnesota Vikings for years, and now I'm the Big Ten commissioner. We got enough coins to go get him some insurance, some coverage. We can go get him a Lloyd's of London if need be. <laughs> Stay out of that man's pockets is what he's saying. So, um, so it's interesting that that this all played out the way that it did, especially given the fact. And I told you last week, some somebody's gonna have some egg on their face. Either it's gonna be the Big Ten because nobody's gonna blame the Pac, the Pac-12. They're just following the Big Ten's lead. It's either gonna be the Big Ten or the SEC, ACC, and Big Twelve. One of these conferences is gonna have egg on their face. Because now we got stuff going on um, with the ACC that I think bears discussion. Already at, uh, on the campus at the University of Virginia, already on the campus of the University of North Carolina, and just recently reported today on the campus of Notre Dame, there have been widespread cluster breakouts of COVID because the students on campus can't stay away from each other. They're a little too touchy-filly. <laughs> And players are now starting to test positive at a at a rapid rate. Now, um, I come over to Facebook Live on the 12 o'clock hour because I want the peeps to be a part of the show. I got my dream team in the house. I got my producer extraordinaire, Drew, Drew Merriman, in the house. I got my cousin, Angelo, in the house. I got Von Division, who'll be on the lookout soon for some new stuff from Von Division. I see you. Got Tasha T. Sizzle in the house. Now, Michael Hasso said, now, Drew Merriman says SEC will. I'm surprised there was no gigum after that because he's an avid Aggie, and of course he wants the SEC to play. I do too. Uh, Michael Hasso says, here it is. Schools come together and will make a whole new NCAA. These schools manage each school respectively like a business because let's be real, it's a business. Each player has 
Um, does that say PTO days? <laughs> if they sick, they sick. <laughs> Mike done dropped PTO on y'all head. Only on the extra point. Get these kids some PTO. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Good stuff. Shouts out to my sister Stephanie Coulter. <laughs> Mike, that's some good stuff. And yes, I have my party glasses on. Thanks for all the birthday wishes in Facebook Live. But but come on now. Somebody talk to me. If, if Virginia and North Carolina had to remove the, the, the uh, in-person classes because they're already having outbreaks. Notre Dame has just said uh, announced that they're uh, suspending all like off-campus activities as far as um, getting together and kids getting together and all of that stuff. How in the hell y'all still running the football season? Because Virginia, North Carolina, and Notre Dame said, oh, we still going to play. <laughs> right, if they sick, they sick. Give them some PTO. Y'all, that, that's the highlight of the whole show. Thank y'all. Good night. PTO for these college kids. I am hollering. Um, but no, but somebody hollered me on that. Real, real, real talk. So, somebody explain this to me. If you have to, to take the kids out of the classrooms on campus because they can't stay away from each other, and we've seen the, the viral clips of, at some of these universities, you know, these kids, the kids are kids. I'm not going to bang on them for not wearing masks and doing all of that stuff. They're kids. They are kids. Um, so, but but at the same time, I mean, damn. If, if, if the kids can't be on campus, you want the players to be on campus because the players can make you money. What, what do those optics look like to you? Holler at me. I mean, holler at me. Now, now. Now, Von Division says the people that are getting the money are not in danger. See, that's a great point. Shouts out to Von Division coming soon to a podcast near you. Now, that is a great point. The people that are getting the money, they ain't in no danger. You think the uh, you think the uh, the SEC, the, the president of UT, is in any danger? <laughs> They're quarantined by wealth. Like, like. Like my boy Diddy, like he live on a basically on a farm. Like he's quarantined by wealth. Like you can't just pop up over his house unannounced, driving all out in the middle of nowhere. Michigan Mike, <laughs> ain't nobody driving way out to McKinney unannounced. He's quarantined by wealth. A lot of y'all are quarantined by. My mama lives on a big old hill. Ain't nobody driving up on that hill. She's quarantined by wealth. Shouts out to all of y'all, but these kids aren't. Now, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, uh, I'm playing coach. Put me in the coach. I'm ready to play. I want to play. Now, my mama, she taught school at at, at uh, Tennessee State University. She taught classes there. She's been a professor at the highest level. I don't know if she would let me play. <laughs> Not if her name is on any checks. I'd have to run that through her. So I get that. But I think that it is, it, it's horrible optics. To, to ban campus activities and still have your football team practicing. Yes, sir, Marcus Stone. We're going to flip it around backwards for the B-Day. Shouts out to Marcus Stone, who came on this, this very show a couple of weeks ago and said that if he was the commissioner, he wouldn't have the kids play no way. So you came in at just the right time to be validated. 
<laughs> Loving the conversation here, Facebook Live. Shouts out to Suge Johnson. Thank you for the happy birthday wishes. His show was off the chain last night. Make sure you check out uh, Suge's Pillow Talk every Thursday from 7.30 to 9.30. Um, now, Tasha Tasha says, then again, these players have the options to, um, to not play, but if you're from the hood like us and this feels like it's worth the risk that you play, that's all I'm saying. That that's all I'm saying. That that's that's that that's all I'm saying. Like you, <laughs> um, call it anything. You could put a million dollars in a uh, in a bag of rattlesnakes all in the same bag, and, and and I might just stick my hand in there and see what I come on out with. <laughs> if I grab enough of them, I'll be able to go find a serum real quick. So I get these kids, and some of these kids, let's just face it, they have the talent to go pro. Another year away from football does not do anything for their draft status. If you're Justin Fields, you got to be P.O.'d right now. Absolutely pissed. Because you're going to go see Trevor Lawrence go and compete for a national title, and you feel like you need, you need another crack at him. You almost beat him in last year's playoff game. And for my Michigan Wolverines, for Nico Collins who I'm rooting for to do great and come to the Titans and replace Corey Davis. We'll talk about that some other day. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think it looks bad. Uh, what do y'all think? Uh, th throw some, some uh, thumbs up up if y'all think that the SEC and the ACC is going to finish a college football season. Now, we're going to try to see if this phone works again. We're going to try this one more time to see what we got here. Caller, you're on the line with the extra point. And there you have it. Um, yeah, like Vonda said, some players really need that college flow. Um, I would be one of those. I would want to play. But what do y'all think? Do y'all think that the, that the uh, SEC and the ACC will be able to have a whole season? Because it's looking a little shaky. I mean, just the optics of it. If your students can't be on campus, how in the world can you expect the players to be on campus uh, and not pay them? It's like it says, the re everybody else on campus that's working is an employee. Tasha says, no. Please don't be true, Lord. I, I need a football season. I don't give a damn if it's the swag. Give me somebody to watch every Saturday night after work. Like, I need some football in my life. I have... <laughs> <laughs> I need some football in my life. So, um, I don't know. Um, we shall see. But as far as the, the, the Big Ten is concerned, according to Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, he's like, don't hold your breath, bruh. It's not happening. Our legal team has not come up with a way for us to get out of this uh, without uh, being liable if one of these students, God forbid, dies. I'm getting a lot of thumbs down in the live. Um, what, fellas, what's up? Y'all want to play? Don't nobody want to play? And, and, of course, Marcus would know this. The SWAC already said they aren't playing. Okay, well, just take the bands away from me, too. Can't even get a good halftime show, either? It's my birthday. Why be so cruel? Why be so cruel? Um, we often roll in here at the extra point on the Facebook live side of things. Uh, coming up, I'm gonna need y'all to crown up. 
I'm going to need y'all to crown up. I'm going to need y'all to th go find your Burger King crown, crown up. Because it's time to talk to King. LeBron James. Yes, it's time to talk some King. Some King things. And the NBA playoffs. I'm going to get caught up on the NBA playoffs and what to look for this weekend. And we'll do that after a little throwback Jagged Edge. And Nelly, come join the party. It's the extra point. Represent your side like me round here If you stick, you catch a hot one Couple of them down one Belvedere in the rear of the club Pulled up on dubs And we about to go and buy the bar up So, so, for sure we ain't playing Hang with no lames Walk and say Hey, where the party at? Girls is on the way for the Bacardi at Yes, we do Bottles and models talking all of that Best outfit, just showing that skin, trying to make it on the spit. Where you been, girl? You and your friend need to come to yeah. the back. We got it locked down. Your white t-shirt or a three-piece suit, don't matter what you wear. All that matters is who you with. Some jiggy, some straight grindy, yeah. all up in the clubs to have a good time. Oh, hey, where the party at? Uh -huh. Girls is on the way, but up a cardiac. Uh -huh. Models and models talking all of that. Yeah. No, I can't forget. To the Extra Point Show. We having a party up in here. Thank you, Marcus Stone, for the birthday wishes. Thank you, Vonda. Thank you, my cousin Angelo, a.k.a. Oscar Award winning. We claiming it. Thank you, Drew Diddy. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Duke. 
What's up, Duke? Yes, it is my birthday. Why, yes, it is my birthday. Scare money don't make money. Michigan Mike in the house. Ready to hit those card tables a little later on. That's how we do it. Um, Now, on, on, on Tuesday, well, well, let's back up a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, I had such king slander going on. In the, in the messages and, and, and on the microphone with the gold tip microphone himself, Mr. Marcus Stone, putting bad energy and bad vibes on the king himself that I had to just go crazy and say that the, the whoever came out, out of the, the playing game that they was going to get swept by the Lakers. I did. I was baited. <laughs> I was baited. <laughs> get your hustle on, Marcus. That's what's up. Now, shouts out to Sip Lamont. Thank you, sir. Thank you for checking in. Now, the, now, th this is just what, what I propose. And, 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 and I think we all owe LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo a thank you. We should all send them a thank you e-card for, for doing us a solid. After, after they had to basically... Coming into the bubble, they both had their respective conferences and the number one seats in their respective conferences locked up. It was already on lockdown. They had it already sold up. So they didn't really give us what we wanted to see in their nationally televised games in those playing games because, let's face it, they didn't have nothing to play in for. They were already in. Um, right, right, Chris Prince. Shouts out to Chris Prince. We're going to stop all this LeBron hate in these streets. So, what LeBron and, and, and Giannis did, they, they, they probably went and had, you know, got a, a haircut or went out and played some golf or something and said, hey, look, Giannis, I'm going to need you to go ahead and drop game one for the people. And then, you know, I'm going to go ahead and drop game one a little bit later on that night for the people because we want to give the, the fans of these cities hope. We don't want to just come out and blow the doors off the eighth seeds and have people tune out and start watching Netflix and, and chilling and all of that stuff. We need to make this thing. We need to drum up the 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 spice in it. We need to drum up the spice. We got a call on the line. Caller, you're here on Extra Point. What's up? Hello. Hello. What's going on, sis? Is this the Extra Point? It is. TL. <laughs> this is Cashville checking in. Hold on one second. This is your little sister. This is your mom and your big brother on the line. Oh wow! Your birthday. <laughs> Hello. Happy birthday. Ha thank you, Mama, pretty lady. Thank you. Wow, the culture clan all on one call, huh? That's right, baby boy. You there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You ready? Step that. I'm ready. You ready? Me, 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 me. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Paul. Baby brother. Happy birthday to you. 
Wow, shouts out that. Oh, nine. Right, 45. Wow, thank y'all for calling up. I'm the Big Four Five, happy to be alive. Wow, y'all, that's my family's on the phone. Haven't uh, talked to them all at the same time in a long time. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for calling this how the extra point gets down. <laughs> wow, y'all trying to make me tear up in here. Um, all right, all right, all Oh, just got some dice here. Thank you all for that. I uh, appreciate that. Um, and many more says Tasha. I appreciate that. Dakota Clan, that's awesome. Um, so uh, as I gather my thoughts, um, yeah, LeBron <laughs> and Giannis, they just wanted to drop game one for us fans. To give y'all Portland fans and to give y'all Orlando fans and give all of y'all LeBron haters something to talk about for a couple of days. He didn't want to just come out and just sweep. He wanted to, to drum up some drama, drum up, drum up some entry for this, for this uh, playoff extravaganza that he's about to put on. And so, yeah, he let Dame Lillard and them have their little game one. He let them hit the threes. And, and you got Chuck um, uh, Barkley all on TV talking about the Lakers about to get swept. Are you crazy? You got people hitting my inbox talking about Giannis is, is, is washed up and overrated. Are you crazy? These are the two best players on the whole planet. The two best players on the planet. And they conspired together to give us a little entry. But you saw yesterday what it really was. Giannis and them putting them hands <laughs> on Orlando. Get on out of here. Get. And in the nightcap, the Lakers was up 30 points. <laughs> the Lakers were up 30 points on Portland. And now Dame Lillard is injured. Huh? Got a dislocated finger, huh? Got a dislocated finger. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that, Dame Dollar. We don't want to hear that. Because John Morant played you with a broken thumb in the playing game last Saturday and dropped 35 and 8 on your head. So you need to tape that thing up and get on back out there and take this beating that the king is about to put on you. Now, this is what should make all you all scared and nervous that number four for LeBron James is on the way. Y'all, they beat Portland by 30 points and he had 10 points. LeBron had 10 points. It was AD doing his thing. Now, if Anthony Davis is going to play like he's the best player in the world, one of the top five players in the world for the remainder of these playoffs, you can go ahead and count on number four for the Kings. So both of those series are tied at one, uh, one apiece. Um, now, shouts out to the Brooklyn Nets. I will give them their props. They're down 0-2 to the Toronto Raptors, but they are heavily depleted, and they've been fighting their tails off. I'm going to give them credit. Uh, for just hustle, shouts out to um, Karis LeVert is out there putting on a show, Go Blue, um, out there doing his thing, being a real leader and uh, making a name for himself on the national stage. Glad to see that happen for him after having to deal with so many injuries. But they're on their way out. They're going to get swept. Um, Y'all, what the hell is going on with the Philadelphia 76ers? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Boston leads 2-0, and they have not been tested by Philly. I know that uh, Ben Simmons is out of the bubble with a knee injury, but you got Joel Embiid, and he's supposed to be a top player in the league. 
You got Tobias Harrison. You paying him one hundred and eighty million dollars. You 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 got Al Horford. Aren't you paying him the, the twenty five million dollars a year? Getting y'all asses whooped. It's time for Brett Brown to go. It's time to break up that duo. And it's time for Brett Brown to go. This isn't Kawhi's Toronto Raptors that y'all playing. I mean, my goodness gracious. Um, yes, I know that y'all are injury, uh, injured and depleted, but nah, uh-uh. We got to do better than that. They get swept. Get them on up out of here. Um, the Miami Heat, who I had, you know, thought that they would be a seven-game fight with the Indiana Pacers, they're up 2-0. And it's it's in large part because of the stellar play of Duncan Robinson, another Michigan player. Um, hit seven threes yesterday as they pulled away in the second half. Now Indiana, you just got to learn how to close. Um, they've played the they they they've played the Heat tough. It's been basically a tie game or or two possession game or less at halftime of both game one and game two, but then they just lose it. And and Duncan Robinson just keeps hitting those threes. Now let me take a. A go blue break for just a second. Because y'all can put some respect on Michigan's name in this bubble. Now when we think about um when we think about blue blood college basketball programs that put players in the pros, we think of two teams uh normally. We think of Duke and we think of Kentucky, right? Right, Duke and Kentucky. But what y'all gonna do is y'all gonna start putting Michigan in that mix because uh, I got bubble receipts. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> you take the Michigan players that are in the bubble now, and they could be like the seventh seed in the East. You don't believe me? Well, okay. All right. How about this? You got roll, Todd. Stop it, Vonda. This is this is a Michigan segment. You got uh, Trey Burke running the point on the Gold Blue Bubble team. Trey Burke running the point. He's been a huge pickup for the Dallas Mavericks, who I'm going to get into in just a second. He's been a huge addition to the Dallas Mavericks uh, in the play-in and everything else. Um, you got at the at the two at the two spot. You got Mr. Duncan Robinson, the three-point sniper, who has turned Miami into a, a an old defensive team into an offensively potent team that can stretch the floor because Duncan Robinson can splash from thirty. Okay, Mike, be nice. That's that's my colleague. Um, <laughs> she's a Alabama fan, damn it. Okay, so we got Trey Burke at the one. We got um, uh, Duncan Robinson at the two. We're gonna do our two wings. It's gonna be Tim Hardaway Jr. starting um, shooting go uh, guard for the uh, Dallas Mavericks, putting them hands on people. At the other wing, we got Karis Lovert, averaging over twenty points a game in the bubble for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And at the five, we got Mo Wagner, the stretch five. This, they was in the bubble with the Washington Wizards. Damn it, that, that five right there could win a game in the Eastern Conference playoffs. All Michigan. Put some respect on Go Blue's name. As a matter of fact, where's the band? Sing along, Mike. Sing along, Tasha. Here we go. Go blue, go blue. Woo, that felt good. Didn't that, didn't that make you feel good? Made me feel real good. Shouts out to Derek Davis, senior. 
host of the Ask Doc Sherry Show. Thank you, sir. Make sure you catch him every Tuesday from 5 to 7. Um, oh. <laughs> they need a team building exercise like the Suns. I will get to that in just a minute. Um, but the, the, the playoff series, with all due respect to Michigan, the playoff series that I'm most intrigued with is the hometown Mavs and the Clippers, y'all. The Mavs, boy, what's going on with the Mavs? <laughs> the Mavs. The, the, the Mavs said, what bike? <laughs> what, what bike? They, everybody, including myself, thought that the Mavs did not stand a chance against the vaunted, tough, physical, versatile, deep, um, Terminator machine-led Clipper team Coached by a uh, soon-to-be Hall of Fame coach with a, with a title. Uh, you're, you're the reigning finals MVP. He picked up Paul George. Got the got two six-man-of-the-year candidates on the same roster. And Dallas has been dragging their ass up and down the court. <laughs> Luca. Como se dice Luca in Espanol? El Lucador. <laughs> it's the El Lucador. Luca dropped a uh in in whatever NBA record forty two on their head in game one. Kristaps Porzingis gets ejected uh, from the game. Uh, you know, stop crying about that, Mavs fans. Stop. The, 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 okay, now let, let me address this for you, Mavs fans out there, because I caught a lot of flack about this on Twitter. Stop blaming the damn referees every time you catch a bad break here in Dallas. You've been doing it since '06. We get it. You don't like Dwayne. We get it, Mike. We get it, uh, Rylan. We get it. Oh, you know what, uh, bro? Bro, I did. I talked Blue Bloods and left out my brother's Tar Heels. My bad, D. They got a squad in there, too. <laughs> my bad. Um, You're right. But the Mavericks. The Maver now, I told y'all that Rick Carlisle was, was my favorite coach, and I think he's still the best coach in the league. But the if you take away that eighteen to two start in game one, the Mavericks have pretty much outplayed the Clippers the in the rest of the way. <laughs> Porzingis went out and they made the comeback. But with Porzingis, you have to be savvy enough to know that you already have a technical foul and you're playing against a team that likes to get chippy. You know what I'm saying? You you you're doing that. You you can't do that. The first one, the 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 first tech, okay. Yeah, that that was kind of bogus. That was fishy. But after that, I mean, come on, man. You got to you gotta know that you already gotta, got, got one strike against you. You can't do your team like that. But he took accountability for it, unlike the fans who still got beef with the refs over a, a series that ended 20 years ago. Come on out the rain, Mavs fans. You got a good team here. And when I was telling the Mavs fans to stop crying about the refs on Twitter the other day, to which a lot of them got mad and personally attacked me, like I wasn't going to defend myself with the bob and weave. No, I had to defend myself. But but the point I was making was you don't need to lean on the refs. Okay, you lost game one. It was unfortunate. But from what I saw out of that game, I was like, oh, they could take this team seven and beat them. Even when Chris Stapps was out, the game was still in the balance. The Clippers are in trouble. If they don't, if the Clippers don't win tonight, woo, this could be terrible. The Clippers better they better get it done tonight because Rick Carlisle is putting on a coaching clinic with the way that he's attacking uh their quote unquote vaunted defense. 
the same way he did the Heat in 2011 when they had that quote-unquote vaunted defense. Attacked him. Luka has zero fear. Kristaps Porzingis is getting it done. And in game two, they beat the Clippers in hustle points, blocks, steals, uh, fast break points. That cannot happen if you're the Clippers. You can't go out there being lazy against a Rick Carlisle coach team. Come on, Dallas. Come on, Dallas. Let's get Kawhi out of here early so the King can just waltz on into the finals. <laughs> That's right. So I need Dallas to win so the King I have an easier road. I ain't really rooting for the Mavericks just because I live in Dallas. This is all about the King. But I am looking forward to that game tonight. I'm going to have one eye on the dealer and one eye on the TV. <laughs> I have to count my cards right because I can't miss that one. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Um, the Houston Rockets quickly putting them hands on OKC. That thing is that thing is done, and they're doing it without uh, Russell Westbrook right now. So I'm loving um, Dead Tony and how they're playing small ball. They're getting that thing done. Um, Denver and Utah tied at one apiece. I'm interested in this game as well, although it, it will it won't do anything nationally uh, nationally to move the meter. I am impressed. By the job that Spider-Man Mitchell is putting on right now. And no Vonda, there is no loyalty in basketball unless you're a LeBron fan. Wherever you go, I will follow. Lakers, Heat, Mavs, Cavs, it don't matter. Come on to Memphis as I digress. But I'm looking forward to game three in the Denver-Utah uh, matchup as well. Um, Jamal Murray. If y'all haven't seen him play, this guy is a stud. Usually he used, had to play real late on those West Coast games on TNT and ESPN. But this guy is, is a straight-up stud. Uh, Nikola Jokic is a walking triple-double. The man is an athletic freak. Uh, going up against Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley was not even available uh, for their first two games, and they still play pretty decent. He'll be back. Uh, he, he should clear quarantine for game three. So, um I can't believe that, Derek. He doesn't like Carlisle. So we'll be looking forward to that. So it's going to be some big-time game threes and game fours this weekend in the NBA, and I cannot wait. Now, to close the show, y'all know what time it is. It's time for me to tell somebody to shut the hell up. And if you're a Mass fan, you might want to stay tuned. After a little throwback, 50 Cent and Mob Deep, see extra point. Now I'ma tell you what them told me, homie Just lose the parental discretion Advise this is wrong for music Now blend in with me As I proceed to break it down It's always off the chain, man When I'm around I played the block pumping It was all for the dough I get the club jumping Cause I'm sick with the flow You know it's so loud Like wherever I go I jam back the show, man That's for sure I got the info you already know Man, I get it popping in the club Everybody show me love Let's go You know I got what it takes to 
Make the make the club go out of control. Put the band, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, shout it, let's get a move. You know I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Put the band, turn the music up a little bit. You wanna search me to search me, but hurry up cause I'm thirsty I need that round in my system, P, want my side twisting In club, do babe, with a chick that go both ways Let me see that ID, so roll for put a drink till the worm is gone Hit the dance floor like a scene from softball For it pop, make a sign of disclaimer Try to get me on some pop, these tricks are framing But it ain't a given, he with 50, it makes sense, sense into them dollars, the full of holler. But you looking at the that them came from the squalor. Now my money's so long, I could pop your gala. Now follow, say nothing, let me see you swallow. In my crib, got the cold air back in the problem. In the club, feed them liquor of the wise, we starve So much green, getting twisted like potato garden. Let's go. You know I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Good plan, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, shout it, let's get in the way. You know I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Good plan, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, homie, let's get in the way. You already know how it go, I bang, I shine. I play, I stay, I'm going for mines. I'm young, I'm black, I'm rich, and yes, I'm getting in the Steps. I'm cool, I'm calm, you looking real stressed I'm, I'm on kick, hold your head I'm known for popping when I got problems I don't run, I just wall up But we ain't come here to start no drama We just looking for our future baby mamas With money, with face, with style and body I cook, I clean, I swear that mommy Just as long as you don't go off and tell nobody I go down low, I'm lying, I'm trying my best to let you know Sugar pop, get that P, the doc beat, make it easy to get him in the bed sheets. No, I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Good plan, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, shout it, let's get in the way. You know I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Good plan, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, homie, let's get in the way. And we are back to the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.L. Colton, kicking it on FBRN.us on the radio side. Kicking it on Facebook. And the comment section is going down. The sports heads are going at it. I love it. I constantly brag on y'all. The smartest sports fan base in all of radios right here at the Extra Point. I always got to dig in deep. And give y'all some stuff that's going to stimulate y'all minds Because I know you know your sports So it's good to see them mix it up in the in the comments section Get to know each other It's like a little mixer here It's a party at the extra point I'm about to get on out of here And go have myself a steak And then go gamble later on Because that's it's just birthday behavior But I, wanted to, I didn't want to get off the radio Before I told somebody to shut the hell up In a respectful way And Paul George <laughs> Namesake <laughs> I'm going to need you to shut the hell up, Mr. George. Now, Paul George was on, on social media last, or what, the other night, cussing everybody out, calling calling us all out of our names because we, uh, we got on him for that 4 for 17 clunker that he did in game two. Didn't give Kawhi no help. Kawhi had 35 and 10 and still got smoked. He missing threes. He was, what, one for, one for eight from three-point land? Four for 17 overall, 
was uh, did hasn't accepted the challenge of taking on Luka Doncic. You supposed to be the best wing defender. Get out there and check him. But no, you don't. You you're not getting it done on offense or defense. And now you starting to look like George Paul, the 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 the. Uh, <laughs> What did they call the Superman dude that was the opposite? <laughs> I can't remember his name. But you started to look real fraudulent, bruh. Because you forced your way out of out of Indiana because you couldn't lead them to a title. You get to OKC. You, you, you look like you might be on your way to a title there. Then Dame Lillard waved you bye-bye when he hit that three in your eye. So then you had to get out of there and go run with, with, with uh, Kawhi and with the Clippers. If you're going to be chasing rings, then we're going to hold you to that standard of championship rings. So if you clunk it up and get it exposed, we're going to have to let you have it. You don't get to say nothing back if you're chasing rings. Shut the hell up. Thank you all for joining me again on the Extra Point Show this week. It has been my pleasure. If y'all going to be up at Choctaw tonight, make sure you holler at your boy. I will be in the building. I'll be somewhere around the roulette table. I'm definitely going to be at the blackjack table. I'll be somewhere close to a TV, and I'm going to be throwing these right here. You hear them? That was a real live seven. And on that note, I'm out. Peace and love. Catch me in the streets tonight. Extra, extra. You could read all about it. But let my boy PL tell you about it. Extra point, yeah, yeah. Extra point. Extra point, yeah, yeah. Extra point.